And ladies and gentlemen, we're back with the latest episode of Strategy in the Virtual Controller. My name is Damien Greathead, sitting in sunny Sydney, and uh, my co-host, Pe- Breslin. My co-host, Penny Breslin, she's sitting in San Diego. Penny, Happy New Year to you. How are you? I'm all right. Happy New Year to you, Damien. How's it with the little one? Yeah, not too bad. Um, I, we're, we're approaching month four, or we just passed month four, and, and I feel like all of the gains on the, the sleeping side of things have have literally gone back to day one. So um, <laughs> short naps, um, lots of short naps on me or my wife. And uh, yeah, I feel like any good progress that we made over the last four months has, has been um, uh, wiped, wiped clean, so to speak. So uh, apparently four-month regression, four-month sleep regression is a thing, and uh, we are experiencing it right now well my uh, ex-mother-in-law once said something that i found fascinating and i use all the time every child that's born is different and none of them come with instructions <laughs> yeah and um it, it's it's interesting because there's there's a whole bunch of online support resources and communities and all that type of stuff and no child is the same but i feel like we're all going everyone around this age, we're all going through the same thing to, to some varying degree. So it is quite interesting. And, and it's, it, again, that whole online community thing is quite amazing to know that you're not alone. Um, so, so that is quite reassuring that, yes, uh, no, but no two children are the same, but we're all going through something similar. So that's somewhat reassuring yeah. <laughs> that, 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 that we will come out of it, I guess, is the other side of it as well. Yeah, you do. Well, you have no choice. Once you got them, I get rid of them. I've tried. <laughs> I still have one at home. Oh. <laughs> well, we'll see how we go. Um, well, Penny, strategy in the virtual controller. Uh, we're all focused on helping uh, accountants and bookkeepers uh, uh, help their small business owners make sense of the numbers, make better decisions, but also for the actual uh, the, the, the business owners that do the accounting and bookkeeping to help them with their strategy and keep them focused on on what they want to get out of their business and, and implementing the change uh, that is required to move from that traditional compliance, hourly billing, um, uh, tax return heavy business into that more year round monthly recurring revenue type business that is really focused on being the controller for clients and helping them understand the data, helping them understand the numbers, uh, helping them make better business decisions as a result of good quality data. So that strategy in the virtual controller, that's what we're out to do. Um, And our website is satvc.co. You can see all the previous episodes, any downloads, um, our contact details there as well. So hit us up on the website. And of course, catch us on LinkedIn. Um, but today, Penny, we're at the start of the year. Uh, tax season is looming. Uh, January um, is obviously a, a really important month for all accountants and bookkeepers. A lot of FaceTime with clients coming up. Um, and a lot of accountants and bookkeepers are, are probably trying to implement new technology, uh, new processes, new systems with their clients. Um, so I thought today we should talk about how do we talk to clients? How do we talk to clients about new things? Um, because I've seen a lot of new initiatives fall flat because the accountants or the, or the accounting and bookkeeping team don't talk to the client 
in a way that that the client understands what what's being asked of them. I'm not sure if I frame phrase that correctly, but but I, I see that often. I'm not sure what you what you see in terms of how do cl- accountants better talk to clients about change and about new ways of doing things. Well, I think it goes both ways. I think that a lot of times what I've seen in the past, especially is that business owners bring the change to the accounting firm. Yeah. And, but um, that's in a traditional accounting firm. And uh, if you are are doing something that's a little bit more um, hands-on, a little bit more of one of those four areas of being, a CFO, uh, whether you're the catalyst for the startup or you're a, you're somebody who's actually handling the day to day stuff for a firm or company, um, those discussions are uh, can be two way. I, I, it, the thing is, if they're not, it's how much you can scale up. So um, I have a few clients where we're doing that, where I'm directly the person who is the, for the want of a better word the uh, outsourced virtual accountant, even though I don't consider myself that, um, because I've got a team of accountants who actually do the real good stuff that takes the brains to do. Um, so I have the discussion with the clients. I talk to them. They present stuff to me, right? Mm-hmm. And I present stuff to them. So um, I have two of them that really have been um, growing fast. Um, both of them startups, um, and we're at the end of the first year for both of them. They both started at the exact same time, and the discussions are exactly the same with both of them. Um, their businesses did well. Now they have to change some of their procedures. And when changing the procedure, it's a discussion that comes down to, well, which technology would assist with getting that done either Faster or better. Um, and better wins over fast <laughs> every time. Um, and so, yeah, uh, it, it's, it's, it, these are discussions and uh, they can take a long time. And the answer doesn't come immediately. And I don't have their immediate answer. Um, oftentimes, I, you know, with some things you can't. I mean, with some things you can, you can just say, okay, this is, this is our tech stack. This is what we use for this process. And, um, you know, those are pretty standard stuff like, you know, how we how are we going to handle payroll? We have a payroll company that we deal with. This is the one we prefer you to use. Go ahead. Um, but like for banking, you know, I've had uh, both of these companies approach me about what's a better bank for us to use because the technology tools of the bank that they were using we're not fitting their needs. They but, could they see came, but, they, but they came to you asking that for that recommendation? Well, one came to me asking for the recommendation yeah. and the other one, I said, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Can we do something differently? And um, so, yeah. So they, there are other options out there. Um, sometimes um, for, for, um, for another one, it was for both of these two. Now it's like, okay, we need to do some projections into next year. Uh, what's a good cash flow projection tool to use? Um, so we're experimenting with different ones for that. 
um, they're, they're coming down to the ones that make them happy. And luckily, you know, I can just show them my top three and hope that they both pick the same one. Um, but, you know, if, if I was if I was more of a traditional uh, one where I'm, I'm forcing everybody into everything, I would certainly just only show them this is the one I would use and this is how it would work and this is what it would look like for you. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's 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 there's a lot more out there to deal with. Um, there's a lot more technology out there to deal with. And, you know, the, the, the thing you have to keep in mind is they've got their technology that they have to deal with. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, they, for whatever industry they're in, they've got CRMs and they've got um, vendors on their side and they've got uh, receive, they've got customers on their side who have their own met- methods of receiving or sending money. Um, they have, uh, they have their own internal communications protocols that they use and they have different ways of getting, uh, information into the company that actually affects the numbers, but don't have any numbers involved in them. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, so you've got to take in mind that when you're adding technology stacks on for them, that you're adding on to a variety of their internal technology, just like you have as an accounting firm or as a bookkeeping firm or as a, as a virtual controlling firm, you have your own internal tax tech stack that you use to communicate within your own company and to manage the work in your own company. They do too. And now actually, you're adding something onto that. Yeah. I think that's important because I think accountants and bookkeepers fall into the trap of, well, I'm running the accounting system and that's the most important system. So um, you, li- you, you listen to me whereas uh, and operate in a silo, whereas actually, no, there's a lot of systems and there's a lot of moving pieces in this and we've got to be cognizant of those pieces because at the end of the day, the client's, the client's implementing new technology on a regular basis for their other business processes. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not that they're necessarily adverse to technology, but if you come in and say my way or the highway, you're probably going to get a, um, a a less than positive response, aren't you? Yeah, I, I, I think that, yes. And so that's another move towards if you're going to do something like this, you have to niche. Yeah. You have to niche to make it scalable, but you also have to niche to make it understandable mm. um, for the needs that um, you need to present that you can and and the options that you can present to the client um, become, I think, clearer and better when you niche. Um, again, I don't get that. I, I because of the business that I, side that I'm in, um, with outsourcing, but I do see, I do see the issues when an accounting firm doesn't niche. Um, I, you know, like, um, I was for uh, the other day for one of our clients, I was trying to write a template for a workflow and a checklist. And I had to make it as basic as possible because so many of their clients are uniquely different. And um, it's like, wow, no wonder you have so much heavy lifting. Um, you know, there's just uh, even for one process that they do in the firm, and it's even though it's a compliance process, each of their clients we have three groups of how they approach doing that compliant work and how they, they funnel the data in. And uh, so you have to, I, there are like there are three different templates. 
you know, uh, for that one process. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a very complicated compliance process for that part of the country. And um, so, and in the end of the day, you all have to do, you all have to pay the same item in the same day, but how the data flows in is uniquely different to the three different groups. And that's based on how those companies particularly run their own internal companies with their own tech stack and with their own workflow and with their own income coming in. And, and just reinforces that idea of niching, um, how important it is because there's no way that you, the accounting and bookkeeping firm are going to be able to scale if you're changing sort of changing systems and processes on a consistent and regular basis uh, to carry out the same function. So I, I think it really reinforces the importance of identifying that niche so that you can scale and importantly, deliver a consistent experience to your both your team and then also your client. Well, and then it also lends itself to learning um, a, a lot easier when you want to hire somebody. Mm. Um, or you want to learn yourself, um, but um, it's a lot quicker uh, learning curve if you're niched uh, for anybody that you bring in uh, as an employee. Um, it's a lot more defined. There's a lot less chaos. Um, and definitely, you definitely want a lot less chaos. Believe me, I live in it all day long and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so I do think that that helps. It, you, it gets you to. Um, it gets you to focus and also you get to learn the industry trends for that type of business. And, um, and you you can scale it. You could, it's just a matter of it's scalability. It's scalability in life, just having a life balance. Now, the other thing is like, if you're doing like a traditional accounting firm, which believe me, that stuff is still needed and it's still out there. And, um, you know, there you're doing, the tax returns, the tax advisory, and you probably have 20 to 120 write-up clients. And all you're dealing with is the after-the-fact stuff. That stuff is still going strong. I know because we do a lot of it. And, um, and that's easily scalable also because the client's doing the majority of the work. It's just when you, when, you know, this whole concept of being, uh, a virtual, you know, controller, you really have to think about which kind of businesses you want to focus on and which type of industries you want to focus on. Well, I think also, you know, given where we are in tax, coming into tax season, I, I, I like your comment of a lot less chaos. I think it's probably a, a gentle reminder Um we may not want to take on a new industry this time of year. It, it might be a lovely referral from a really nice client and the, the the potential revenue on that tax return or the fee on that tax return looks quite nice. But um, in, in the spirit of a lot less chaos, maybe we don't want to be bringing on new clients in the new year um, in industries or, or providing services that we don't quite have the skill set for. So maybe that's, that, that's sort of my takeaway from that part of the conversation is maybe... Uh, like I think like our most recent episode where we said make a list of things you want to work on post-tax season this might be one thing to add to that list you know what we want to get into this industry we want to get into this vertical but right now is not the right time because we've got tax season coming down the pipeline 
So being comfortable with saying no and and why you're saying no, I think is really important in this first week, first and second week of January. I actually had to do that last night. We got yeah. a lead that came in and I was talking to my team in Chennai and I said, what do you think? And they said, well, be polite. But if they don't follow up, I said, if they don't follow up, I'm not going to call them back. Mm. <laughs> I'm just not going to. And it's, you know, I'll be polite about it because it was really nice because it's a referral. So I don't advertise very much. But um, so uh, I'll be polite about it. But at this time of year, it's kind of like, yeah, we have to we have to take care of what we've got. Yeah. You know? And we've got to make sure that what we've got, we're, we're doing a good job and we're not stretching our people too much. because. I don't want to get halfway through a ta- tax season and have somebody just say, screw it and quit. Um, and I don't want to get to the end of the tax season and have somebody say, I never want to come back here again. Uh, so um, and gotta, you got to think about those things too. So verticalization, I think, is really critical to everything, to learning, to being able to give good quality feedback and to be able to scale. It's, it's, um, and, and then also to have a good life balance, um, vertical, verticalization in this area is huge. That doesn't mean that you're stuck in that one vertical. No. Um, just like, you know, Rachel that we had on earlier, um, started off, you know, 10 years ago, you know, we discussed this and she goes, okay, I'm going to start with this vertical. And then when I get to a certain point and I know I can, I can, get my eyes off of it for a little while, then I'll start another vertical. And she's been very good. She's got three of them now. And, and, uh, and she's doing very well. You heard that. Um, so uh, she took her time and she's picky and about who she'll do business with. She's very picky. And, um, and it's, it's done her very well. And, and also, she's very much audible about it. Yeah, and, and, and also, the, uh, again, what we're not proposing here is that you get rid of everyone today that's not inside that vertical because that's, that's just not the reality. But it, it's sort of recognizing that you, that you want to create this vertical, that you've got the, the start of the, the vertical, um, park the rest in an appropriate spot that you can service them, and then over the course of time, because they're obviously um, a, an important part of the business still, but just park them where... We, we, we're not going to be able to put these square pegs into round holes, just park them where they can be serviced appropriately. And then with the fullness of time, uh, we can either recommend they go to another firm, we can either just keep them in this part of the business. So it's not necessarily that we've got to get rid of everything else today. Um, but a realization of, okay, what do we want our strategic direction of the firm to be? What are the types of clients that we want to work with, the industries that we want to service? And then start to to to, to move the firm in that direction over a, a period of time. Well, yeah, and I think also too is that you can, you can and this is something that just happened to me this morning, um, had a conversation with the client last night that started off one way and um, he brought up how, how, what do you think we should do this? Cause we, we have this way we're doing their accounts payable at when they started was one way and the way it's going to turn out. And I told him this about four months ago, I said, we might want to look at a different methodology for doing this because you're starting to grow and you're getting, it's becoming a little bit more cumbersome and there are other options out there. And so, um, 
last night, uh, he brought it up. And uh, he brought it up because he had to pay a bill. And um, it, it, the, the con- he said, how come that got out of control? And I said, well, too many cooks in the pot um, really helped. I said, by the time it got to me, four of the people in your office had touched that bill and contacted that vendor. And they all, and so there was like, I got a thread of emails from a bunch of different people. I said, you know, that's kind of ridiculous to do that. Um, he goes, well, let's, let's look at doing this. And he gave me a list of things he wanted to have done. And then after the call, he emailed me, he goes, just by the way, so you know, um, this doesn't have to be done tomorrow. <laughs> let's revisit this in two weeks. And I went, so I think that's the other thing too, is sometimes when um, you have to think about, we've got an issue. We need to think about how to solve it. We don't have to solve it today. Yeah. So don't make the, that a crisis. I didn't make it a crisis. I went, okay, fine. And then I just kind of laid down my thoughts on it and um, wrote a message in my project workflow and sent over an idea to my team and said, I put a priority and a due date on it and said, give me your thoughts by this time after you've had about a week to look at this whole conversation on what you would like to do. So it's not everything has to be done today. And um, somebody once said to me, uh, there are two things about uh, accounting and bookkeeping. Well, uh, bookkeeping. So there's two things about bookkeeping. One, it's all about allocation. So remember that. And two, nobody died because they didn't get their bank reconciled on time. So, um, just, you know, not everything's a crisis. And, and the only maybe thing that's really crisis is compliance. And if your clients aren't following through because if it's a compliance and all of a sudden it becomes a crisis for you, <sighs> it's a really good time to think, do you really want that client? <laughs> you know? Well, well, there's the pup. Um, well, I think that that's actually an important question. Again, around this relationship that you have with your clients, it, it's about asking that question, how important is this to be solved immediately? What's the immediacy of the problem? And, and as you said, most clients are reasonable and most clients recognize that it's not life or death in, in terms of some of our AP processes. And, and they will be quite comfortable with the, look, I, I want to make sure that we get it resolved within the month or within the next six weeks. But yeah, we, we don't have to solve it this week. We don't have to solve it today. Um, but let's make sure we carve out some time to, to think about it. And actually... Again, I, I go back to something that you said previously, um, Penny. What are the the? How do we give ourselves space to think about the problems that we're trying to solve? Mm-hmm. And asking that question of of okay, I understand the problem. I don't think we're going to solve it tonight. Is that okay? Nine times out of ten, it's that's going to be okay. But but that just gives you the space to think about things. Um, and and then actually come back to the client with recommendations um, against the sort of their expectation of timeline. So I think that's really important for for listeners to remember and actually be comfortable asking the question of like, do we need to solve this today? I, I think we can get a solution, but let's let's sort of give ourselves enough space and enough time to think about it. Um, holistically rather than just trying to put a band-aid on it today. 
Yeah. And when you get into the situation where you're doing this virtual controller work, you do have that kind of a relationship with the client, yeah. or at least somebody in your office does, has that kind of relationship with the client that those kind of uh, discussions can be done very calmly and very important. Uh, and, and you, when you, the whole idea of this like flat rate, you know, the pricing, we have never got to the pricing part that we really in detail, but um, when you, when you bundle that, hour for every client into your pricing you know that you you have given yourself the time and the space because you're going to get paid for that hour no matter whether you use it or not right um it's kind of like you know with the old phone companies if you didn't use your minutes you lost your minutes well you know if you didn't use the hour that i booked into your flat rate for the month i still charged you for it because sometimes I'm going to get you're going to get me for two hours the next month. Um, oh, look, but, at the uh, end of the day, you're going to you're going to use that hour. Uh, it might, be, yeah, it might be, was, yeah. But one of the things that you know, there are tools. I hate to do this as more technology, but there are tools out there. So, like, while he we were having the discussion, it was being recorded. So I could just go into uh, quickly, you know, when I had time to think about. It, I got up this morning, I copy and pasted the transcript for the areas that I wanted my team to look at and go, okay, here's my idea. This is the way I would lay this out. What do you think? We just got to report back to him so that we can make a, a good forward moving decision on how to handle this going forward. And here are my thoughts. And I just copied and pasted a conversation mm. and, and put it in a workflow and tasked it out to them and then set a priority level and a due date to get back to me on this. Now, I don't have to think about it. I yeah. really don't. I, don't. I don't have to think about it. Um, it's in their purview. Um, I spent the next hour dealing with two other clients. So it's also giving, it's also you being able to say, okay, I've got this um, issue, but I've documented that we have to take care of it. So it's not going to be forgotten. And it's not going to be like, hey, the client's going to come back to me in two weeks and go, hey, remember when we had that discussion? Um, actually, I do, and I have the response for you now. Yeah, and I, I, I do like that. It, it's captured. It's in the system. It's got a due date. It's got a reminder. You can you can literally forget about it. It's not written to – I I was <laughs> – I, I think I, I just – I saw the look on your face like you've had that nightmare before too. No, 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 no but, but also I, I'm literally looking at my, pat, my, my old school checklist of things I've got to get done and all this type of stuff, and I, I was – flipping back through pages um, to find out of previously uncompleted checklists to be like, oh, have I captured everything? And I'm just like, you know what? I've got to move away from pen and paper and, and get that, that sort of a system where it is. Um, it's not pen and paper. It's, I'm not leafing through the my, my notebook to find out uh, I've got uncomplete checklists. I'm like, oh, there's got to be a better way. So it was a bit of a light bulb. You know, I got to tell you, you know what I got Rick for Christmas? Uh, he, he's he's a pen and paper. He's an engineer, you know. Yeah. He's a pen and paper type person. And he's and I always see these like little yellow pads with, with notes that he's flipping through all over the house and everything. And it's like, okay, fine. So I got him something called Remarkable. And Is that the, the, the yeah, pad? Yeah, and it actually feels like paper. Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, this feels like paper. I said, you can write whatever you want. It automatically syncs up to your Google Drive. It's time and date stamped. You can forget about it. And if you need to go look at it, you can get it back. 
Oh, interesting. Okay. I've been getting the ads on Instagram for it. So, and I'll probably get well, a whole I, bunch more. <laughs> I, I just, I just got tired of, and, and I'm going, you know, I thought about getting one for myself and then, you know, he's walking around with all these legal pads and I went, no, nah, I'm getting it for him. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Cause he's the one who's, he's out in the field. Right. Yeah. So, you know, taking notes and stuff. So I'm not, I'm at my desk doing it. So. No, but I, 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 I think just in terms of having that and the, the tasking system and there's a whole bunch out there from Airtable. I mean, Microsoft has one built into the, the 365. I mean, I've, I've got them. It's just about sitting down and, and learning to use them and, and just utilizing them on, a, on that regular basis. And again, I think go back to probably episode number four, of everyone has to use it and it has to be used for every single task because I would, I would find my, it's almost as if I've just got to remove the pen and paper and just, so I can't write something down. I have to put it, log it into the system. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there are so many different devices now that are feeding yeah. that information in. So it is, it is hard. And, and, and even like last night, I have to remind myself too. you got to remind you. And, and I think that the, the thing is giving yourself permission to go ahead and set that aside because it's documented that it has to be done and it has to be looked at, and but I don't have to do it right this minute. Yeah. And, um, so I can get on to something else. And now I've just cleared that space in my head mentally. No, I think that's a good point, actually. And I, I think that's my takeaway and, and my goal for the, the new year is to, to be able to park things in the appropriate place, knowing that it's not going to fall through the cracks. Uh, and there's a whole host of programs out there to, to help you do exactly that. Because I think we've got so many things to think about, and particularly coming into tax season, um, there's going to be a lot of things. Well, let's talk about that after tax season. Let's talk about that after, and and particularly, there's going to be a, a lot of opportunity to talk after tax season. But if you don't have somewhere to park it and remind you, then uh, then twelve months will go by, and you, you haven't spoken to the client about. Hey, why don't we start to talk about ways which we can automate some of your back office processes, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah, it's a good, it's a good, you know, using those uh, little tasks to yourself, you know, in your workflow. It's, it's a nice way to look at it. I mean, I know a lot of the workflows are practice management based and stuff, but that doesn't mean that you, I have my tasks that I just on the fly assign to myself yeah. and I put a due date on it for later. Um, I use, I do a lot of, do a lot of that on Google. You know, and I'll just, I've got like a call, you know, add a task. Boom, I'm in the calendar. I'll just add that task and just go and set it for a due date. And drag and drop it, drag and drop that that email over or the, the note over. Yeah, no, good point. Okay. And so then like my, bullshit calendars back and forth too. So like, because I have different time zones. Yeah. Because I got to know like, okay, if I'm going to post a meeting at this time of <laughs> uh, in India, what time is it for me? What time so, is it for uh, so, so, you know, they can see that also um, that way too. So they can, yeah. but that's just the way I'm doing. I think there are, there are other apps out there that'll do it. There's a lot of good workflow apps. Somebody used this word and I know we're running over, but um, I was showing, oh, there go the tile guys downstairs. I hope you don't hear the tile machine. No, oh, the, good. Tile. Um, the, I was showing them an app that we were using for, um, uh, cash flow projections and uh, that a client wanted to use. And I was showing this to a CPA firm and, um, and he was looking at it and was on zoom and he goes, that's so light. And he just had this happy smile on his face. I went, that's a really good way of, uh, of, of, of describing it. Yeah, it's a very light app. 
it, it does some one thing and it does it very, very well. And it's very light and it's very quick and easy to learn. There aren't a lot of bells and whistles and it was very light. And then uh, the next day we were doing an onboarding with a firm in Chicago and they had a new workflow system that they were using. They had been using one for years and uh, ne- nobody ever liked it. So they got this new one and um, I was looking at it and I went, that's light. It was mm. just, I got the same feeling that, that he got when he looked at that cash flow. And I was like, and the, um, the, the office manager said, that's exactly what I feel like. She goes, that's what exactly what I was thinking when we were learning this new app, this new workflow. It's just light. And that's it okay. Does. And when you see that, you go, okay. And you know what? And everybody, because we had the, the whole office was on the Zoom. So there were seven people on their office on the Zoom and two people in my office on the Zoom. And everybody was just like going, yeah, we really like this. You know, that's really nice. And so I'm going, God, that means they're going to use it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's cool. So, I mean, you you want to get that kind of happy feeling when you, when you uh, do these uh, technologies too with your teams or with your clients. Yeah, absolutely. And and also, there's probably a lot of untapped capability within a lot of the apps that you currently have as well. Um, so before you go and try and bring in it, bring in something new, just make sure that it's it's not already there in uh, in what you've already purchased. So I think that's an important part, an important reminder. Again, coming into tax season, let's yeah. let's look what we can park until the end of tax season. Um, and, and what, what, what do we have available to us? What do we need to complement and help the team, but let's not go and, um, complicate things and, and bring in more chaos by either bringing in, <laughs> bringing in new industries that we haven't worked on new, uh, new technology that, uh, that is complicated and not light, um, because y- you and your team will be the ones that bear the brunt of, of that additional chaos. Yep, they sure will. Yeah. Well, Penny, um, let's park it there. I, I think we sort of went off on a couple of tangents, but I think that's okay <laughs> on today's today's episode. Most people don't mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. But um, so, folks, satvc.co is where you can find previous episodes and, of course, um, your favourite platforms. Do us a favour. If you've enjoyed listening, um, write a review uh, rate us so that we can get the word out. And also, if you've got any questions on on technology, on challenges that you're having, uh, feel free to drop us a line on LinkedIn. But Penny, um, always a pleasure, and we'll see you next week. All right. You have a good one. You too. All right. Bye-bye.